0: You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to the Retirement Solution with John Hicks.
1: Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on the Retirement Solution Podcast you can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirement solution radio.com. And your calendar is full with lots of things these days, John. I mean, Ooh. first, let's address the detox. I'm less cranky this week. You See? You powered me through it last week on day three, so now... I
0: told you. The third 10? day is the worst.
1: Yeah, day ten's not so Except bad. Except for
0: day four and day five. <laughs> you failed to warn six. me
1: about that, yeah, but... Uh, uh,
0: no, it was, it was an error of omission. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be that way, but would you have ever powered yourself through it if I told you that? No, no, because I
1: was miserable. But actually, on the back end of this, I told you this before the show today... Yep. like I am actually going to adapt this to other parts of my life I I think there's some diet changes I can make and like I proved to myself I I can make it through 10 days I can make it through anything but uh it's true we started talking about this around the new year I mean really if you really want to make a positive change most people have given up their resolutions by now in January sadly you really almost have to approach it in 90 day chunks why do you think that is John
0: Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I went, I pulled into the gym earlier this week and I noticed, man, there were a whole lot of empty parking spaces that weren't there on the 3rd and the 4th and the 5th of January. Uh Mm -hmm. So some people have already said, man, this is really hard (laughs) trying to do better at stuff. I'm just going to go back and screw off like I used to. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but how, how often do we do that? You know, That's not, true. not, not as just humans or as Americans or whatever. But we do that. And here's where I think a lot of people, Jennifer, here's where I think it hits them. When they make a resolution, they're talking about all of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Not only is it a new year, it's a whole year. You got to do all this stuff, but it's actually a new decade. So when they're thinking through this, they get overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, you mean I got to keep coming to this gym for like every week or every day for a whole year? Year? Or you mean I got to go to church every Sunday or every Wednesday for a whole year? And here's what I found. When you get overwhelmed, and here's the thing that happens in my life when I'm talking to people and we're talking about finances, they say, oh my gosh, John, you mean like you need to see statements from like all of my accounts? And like you kind of would like to see tax returns so you can like really make sure I'm doing things right? I don't know if I want to compile all of that. That would take. Minutes (laughs) Minutes
1: of <laughs> my life.
0: And, 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 but we do this because it seems overwhelming. So Jennifer, you and I talked about this and this is something that we've developed and, but it's real. It really works. Don't think about things guys as, you know, overwhelming amounts of time. Take it in chunks. For instance, I'm not trying to figure out what I can get done in 2020 as a year. The way that I think it makes more sense is to break it down in chunks, like 90 days, mm-hmm. three months. It's a quarter. Right, You know, frankly, we're, I mean, now at this point, guys, I'm, we're halfway done, more than halfway done with January. I mean, we're almost a third done. Right. <laughs> and so for, for when you think about things in small bite size amounts that we can deal with, you know, if you ask someone who's a, like a professional eater, like Joey Chestnut, if <laughs> anyone knows who this guy, guy is. Yeah. yeah, he's the hot dog guy. I think he eats a whole bunch of other stuff yeah. too. But if you think about how can someone put in their body, put in their face alone, 74 <laughs> hot dogs plus buns Ugh. in like 10 minutes or less. How, how can they do that? And here's what they'll tell you. One at a time. <laughs> One at a time. And you can figure out how to do it. So no different than accomplishing any goals. So when something looks like it's absolutely potentially unachievable, hey, that's not a reason you can't do it. That's not a reason you can't do it. But you need to think about well, what can you do? Let me tell you what I decided to make a couple changes in my life in 2020. Okay. Here's what I started thinking about. It's like, okay, here we go, John. It's a new year. A couple of things ended up fabulous at the end of last year, and a couple of things weren't so fabulous. Like, I realized my kids are getting older. And guys, I don't have a baby in my house anymore. Right. My, yeah. my oldest just turned 10. My littlest oh. just turned five. The littlest now no longer has any baby talk. She talks like a rational, small human. (laughs) And I realized, holy moly, everything that every client ever told me, which they grew up way too fast, is true. And so what I realized, this is not only a new year, this is a new decade, but here's what it came down to me. I got sick and tired of my own excuses Hmm. why I wasn't doing things better. I'd gotten out of shape. A few things in my life were not going the way I need them to for not just me, for my spouse, for my wife, for my kids, for my outside family. And I realized I'm sick of it. I am sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, but I can do something about it. And when I started thinking about this, I said, I'm going to challenge myself in a way that I've never been challenged before. This year in 2020 in June, I'm going out to Idaho, Jennifer, going to Idaho. Idaho. Going to Idaho.
1: Potatoes?
0: Or? I, I'm not I, allowed to eat know. starches right now. Oh,
1: that's yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but I'm going to Idaho uh, to a place called Death Valley or Sun Valley or Sun Death Valley. Oh, it's Sun be, Valley. It sounds more positive. One, whichever one of those it is. <laughs> I haven't even looked that far ahead. Like I said, one step at a time. But I'm actually going out there to climb mountain at the, at the at basically the same altitude of climbing Mount Everest. What? Twenty nine thousand and twenty nine feet. I'm going so to climb. So you got to
1: tackle this mountain a n- mountain. number of times, not just once, right? Correct. So, so basically,
0: yeah. is climb a mountain that most people would cry after having gone up once, and <laughs> do that like nine times until you've achieved the summit of what would be considered climbing Mount Everest. And oh. here's the reason for this. Here's the reason for this. The guy that has organized all this is a guy named Jesse Itzler. Most people may not be familiar with him, even though he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, sold a private jet company to Warren Buffett oh without ever having owned his own jet. As a matter of (laughs) fact, Warren Buffett owned the jets that Itzler built a company around to sell back to Mr.
1: Buffett. (laughs) Wow. Now talk about a
0: smart guy. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. But more than that, his wife, Sarah Blakely, uh, founded Spanx.
1: Yes, and for the ladies out there, we know she's a lifesaver. And by the way,
0: ladies, most people are not aware she is only one of four self-made American billionaires On the planet. Wow. No kidding. Um, And these guys, these guys are actually leading this charge. But here's the whole point. Jesse Itzler said at one point in his life, he made a realization. He had young kids and he made this realization that every single year that I age, that's one fewer summers I'm going to be able to spend with my kids. Hmm. One fewer summers that I'm going to have available. And so here's what Itzler said. He said, you know what? I may only have seven good summers left before my kids aren't kids anymore. What am I going to do to get the best out of those seven summers I have left? To hear him tell that story blew my mind because I realized, oh my gosh, that's just what's been happening to me. My five-year-old will be leaving my nest. If I do my job right within 12 years, I have 12 summers left to get the best I can out of this relationship before she's a quasi-adult. right? And then I started thinking, I can't think in years. I have to think in chunks. What is the quickest I can accomplish the goals that I want to accomplish so that I create a better life, not just for me and my family, but I can have a more meaningful existence with my kids. Guys, think about that. Relate that to your own lives. You got grandkids, they're four and five. Well, before the time they go to college, or heck, it's earlier than that now, guys. By the time they go to high school, they don't want to hang with us anymore, do they? Right. So how many summers do we have left that we can enact something wonderful to create a passionate environment where we can not just thrive, but feel awesome about it? Would it be worth it to do it? Would we create a better legacy? Not because we leave them a big old pile of cash when we're gone, but those memories of having spent a summer at a lake house with our grandparents or grandchildren or whatever, or or we spend that time to all go down on a Disney cruise. And yeah, they're expensive as all get out. But what if that created memories that lasted not just for that year, but for decades or even generations? Right. That is what living a great, fulfilled, wonderful life where we can give those experiences to people. That is where it comes in. That is what 2020 is for me. I'm inviting everyone out there on this journey. We're going to talk about this every week because this is not going to change my life. This is not going to change. How can we do better? Do you need to challenge yourself a little bit more physically? Do you need to challenge yourself a little bit more emotionally? Do we need to challenge ourselves financially? Do we need to really do the hardest part? Look at this stuff for real. Realize if we don't understand what it means, where do we seek out those answers? It's not always on the Google machine. Sometimes you've got to talk to a real human being that understands you, understands your needs. I want everyone to not think, what am I going to do this year What are you going to do in the next 90 days? But it starts with, what are you going to do today? If you don't start today with the foot going forward, guys, that's a foot forward you're going to have to take tomorrow. That's what got me fat. That's what got me unhappy. That's what got me unhealthy. And that's what maybe took a couple months off my life long term. We can all do better, but it starts with that point. Seeking out the retirement solution that works for you? Seek us out online at RetirementSolutionRadio.com.
1: I'm actually very proud of you, but very surprised because you're going to climb the height of Everest. We want to make sure that people understand you're not actually going to Mount Everest. No, I don't want to die. That place is crowded these days too. So, yeah. um, but you're going to climb the height of Everest. So you're going to tackle this mountain in Idaho several times over until you get to, what is it? 29,000 and-
0: 29,000, 29 feet.
1: Oh, wow.
0: 29029 is the name of the event. Okay. And it is not for the faint of heart. But that, here's the thing, guys. When are we going to challenge ourselves? When are we going to say, hey, whatever I've been waiting on, why don't I do it now? You know, Because I think that there is no time like the president. Did I say the president?
1: <laughs> yes, you did.
0: <laughs> I meant the present. But I am going to make a quick point about the president. When he came into office, people thought, ah, oh, this guy can't do it. Ah, oh, everyone's a skeptic. Oh, this guy's going to ruin everything. The stock market is up, if you have not noticed, Uh ladies and gentlemen, nearly 60% when those that said it couldn't be done, he did it. And so I'm going to say one thing. There is no time like the present, but when you look at it, you think you can't accomplish big things when the rest of the world says you're crazy? I think we just got proof. I think we've recently gotten proof from that. So this is going to be my year.
1: It's going to be your year. And uh, for a lot of us, I think we're feeling really good right now about where we stand, especially in terms of our investments. Because if you look at uh, maybe a stock chart right now, John, sure, those peaks look pretty nice, don't they?
0: Absolutely. I mean, if you look at it, if you look literally just since 2000 and the, the end of 2016, the very beginning of 2017, the stock market's up 60%. So there are many of us out there that this is the highest amount of money we have ever achieved in our in our buckets. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. That is better than awesome. That is incredible. You're sitting on the Everest of cash, right? Because most of us haven't really been here before. Yeah. Right. And so the question is, is that getting up to the top, this is what, this is what I hate to say, but it, it, it happens to be true. When you look at mountain climbing, and I'll guarantee you, most of you have never looked at this. <laughs> I only looked at it because I wanted to make sure this was not a surefire way to kill myself fast. <laughs> okay. I need to be certain that I was not going to die immediately from doing this. And what I learned is that of those that go out to tackle a mountain, to tackle a physical obstacle like this, getting to the top. Yes, there are some casualties. Some people don't make it to the top. But if you look at it, 72% of those that die or get very critically injured, it happens on the way down. So how much more interesting can it be when we're making uh, an example here of when you're going up a mountain and you're at this apex, you're at this pinnacle of your amount of money you have. So maybe you're going to retire in the next one or three or four or five years and you're sitting on top of the largest amount of money you have ever achieved. The question is, how, when you retire, are you going to get down the mountain?
1: Good question.
0: How do you turn where you are into an opportunity so that you can safely come down the mountain and you aren't one of those 72% of those that get hurt do it on the way down? See, that's a really interesting point. And I think that that's a very good correlation to make, because as we're looking at these very lofty values of the market, can it go up from here? Well, heck, yeah, it can. Of course it can. But we have to be very honest about that. We can't just throw caution to the wind. This will be if this year goes forward. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I think the president is doing what is necessary to increase gross domestic product, to increase the growth of the country. But can he keep it up for a full year, considering we've started out of the gate pretty hot? I don't know. But if we do it, this will be going into the 12th full year of a bull market.
1: And where's the Dow right now?
0: The Dow is amazingly a little over 29,100 and something. Yeah. So it's over twenty nine. 29,000. So we're basically at the equivalent of steps as we are at Everest. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So if you really look at things, you know, if we've invested properly, if we've invested well, you know, our our accounts are kind of at the height of Everest. If we know that 72% of the people that fail at Everest, and by fail, they they didn't make it, guys. If we know that we're going to be retiring in the next one to three years and we know kind of where we are, closing in on the summit of Everest, here's the big question. At this point in time, Does it make sense to ensure that your strategy to get down the mountain is solid? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Because how would it be nice to know that if you were going to descend the mountain, just like you climbed it, that there's a pretty large casualty rate there. But what if you didn't know there were a gondola? that takes you right down the back of the mountain. Because that's what you
1: get to do in Idaho, right? Yes, I
0: do. I get to take a gondola down. See, this is why, like I said, I researched this, guys. I don't want to die. (laughs) I want to live. I'm doing this for my kids, not to hurt my kids. (laughs) But if you had a gondola to come down, think what you would have done. You would have erased 72% of the failures that would have been possible. Ooh, that makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? Of course it does. So that's why we talk about retirement planning. And and I'm gonna relate this to the mountain because guys, people that get up the mountain, it's a very, very, very different strategy on how you get up versus how you get down. In economics we call this distribution economics. You know, we've we've accumulated money. We've gone up the mountain, up the that mountain, up the mountain, climb, up the mountain. Yep. But now we're at that point to where we don't need to accumulate as a matter of fact, the peak we've already achieved it. So now we got to get down the mountain. That is the distribution strategy. How do we turn that big old mountain of money into an income stream that we can live on? And here's the big one. That's sustainable. That's the bigger piece of the puzzle. And believe it or not, and I teach this every single time that we talk at University of Louisville, every single time I teach this, distribution economics is one of the trickiest things out there because you can literally average an 8% rate of return, only pull out 4% a year and still run out of money. What? (gasps) See, and we teach this exclusively. We let everyone know average rates of return are liars on the way down the mountain. This is why it's so important that the strategy we have in place is correct. So if you're facing that one to three years from being at the top of the mountain and you're going to come down, I would really, really, really be thinking about what are the various because there's more than one. There's dozens of options, maybe more than that. But there's a dozen at least that I know and that people know that you can get down the mountain and have a much better chance of success.
1: Yeah. Would you rather have that nice, easy gondola ride down or? I would. As a matter of fact, if it were up to me,
0: if it were up to me. I would have a helicopter pick me up at the very summit of the mountain
1: sweet, and airlift
0: me directly to a four-star hotel with a big, nice bath and spa and probably a lot of bourbon.
1: (laughs) That sounds really nice. We'll
0: we'll save the champagne and caviar for a bunch of other highfalutin folk. I want some hot dogs like Joey Chestnut and uh, and some bourbon.
1: I'd rather go that route for sure. But uh, John, right now, I feel like a lot of people might just be sitting on top of that mountain and just enjoying the view. And they're not even thinking about the way down.
0: Well, that's a problem. (laughs) I mean, that's a big problem because often, you know, and that's what happens to the best of us. We're thinking either what got us to the top is also going to lead us back down. Or we're so happy thinking, man, I just love the fact that we're all the way up here at the top. This is wonderful. And we quit forgetting about how much risk may have been in that. Portfolio to get us to this point. So Jennifer, that's that whole point. So when someone is getting ready to retire or thinking about retirement in the next one to three years, and they're getting close to that summit, this is where you want to find out what is your maximum drawdown. Now that you're so close to the top, and by so close to the top meaning your numbers work out. You can retire within that period of time and have a very comfortable, wonderful retirement. Okay? Okay. How far are you willing to fall before that's when you say, who Where's that gondola now? I thought I was going to descend on my own. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to really brave it. But at this point, where's that gondola? Hey, where's that helicopter pilot now? Yeah. I want to make sure I flag that sucker down because <laughs> I drive do not down. want to tumble to my ultimate death. Right? right. Yeah. And so that's what the whole idea of having a maximum drawdown is. I see a lot of people who have climbed this mountain and they're nearly close to the very top even if they're six or seven or eight years away from retirement, but they don't have a maximum drawdown. And my big fear is it's something we can't control, like a landslide or a small earthquake or a tectonic shift that shifts the mountain and all of a sudden we tumble uncontrollably. What if we could establish that maximum drawdown on that cliff? We know for a fact if the worst case scenario happens, we're only 10% behind where we were a minute ago. Then we don't have to worry so much about climbing back up. See, that's a very different cry from what happened to most people in 2008. Or they climbed the mountain, they were nearly at the top at that point in time, and then boom, they were met with a 50% retraction. Guys, those people didn't even climb back up the mountain. No. They're still licking their wounds. They're still in the medic station. They haven't even gotten anywhere near back. That's what I don't want to happen to anyone that's close to the summit now. Questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com.